Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Kate, I got a bone to pick. What? Not with you. Oh. With the radio. Jeez. The radio is playing a lot of something these days, and I do not approve. You still listen to the radio? Uh, yeah. I drive. What do you think they're playing these days? Ariana Grande? No, uh, yeah, but I don't care about her. I can I can move away from her. No, 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 no. Think a little older. A little, a little farther back in time. Cher? Close. <laughs> Queen. Oh, yeah. Wall-to-wall queen, my friend. Queen as far as the eyes can see. Now, I understand this. I understand there was a biopic, as the kids call them these days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that it was playing their, their queen, and that there, there are covers yeah. of queen yeah. that are playing on the radio. And then there's queen, 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 queen self. Queen's on tour with Anne Lambert. Uh, okay. By the way. Good, good to know. Good to know. There's only the human body can only take so much queen. I disagree. you have a queen. Each person has on a sliding scale a queen limit, um, and my queen limit is low. Oh, mine's I'm quite low. high. Low on the queen. It's high. Mine's quite high. What's your favorite queen song? Bicycle, or Fat Bottom Girls. Okay, I'm clearly talking to a queen expert because I've heard of <laughs> the first one. No, I've heard of the second one. I've never I've not heard of the first Bicycle. one. Bicycle. Bicycle. I love to ride my okay, bicycle. Okay, I've already, uh, I've already established Nothing. that I'm, I'm queened out, and Aww. now you are, now you are seen, seen queen song. So what is this podcast about? Queen. Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. 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 Ariana nope. Grande. No, could be, but it ain't. <laughs> oh. No, this is about picture books. That's a lot less interesting than Queen. <laughs> Says you, sucker. <laughs> no. Hey. Just give it time. Ooh, Ariana Grande will write a picture book someday. I was going to say, what a, what, there's a picture book about Queen. <gasps> what if someone made a picture book about Bohemian Rhapsody? And it's been done. But you can't... Really? It's copyright. It's copyright because they tried to make Space Oddity into a picture book and then the rights people came and, and came down so, hard on them. So there's, so. A, there's a children's picture book I'm about sure Bohemian online, Rhapsody? online there's one, but there's probably not in the real world, no. Anyway. Picture books. Picture books. Right. Very good. Very good for, <laughs> for bringing that all back in. Reeling that back in. Yes, yes. we read them. Yep. Uh, old ones, usually. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Well, okay, by old, I mean... Like, older than 10 old years. Old enough for, usually 10 plus, yeah. to determine if they should be classics or not. Right. And and sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. Yeah. And uh, it just depends on our previous statement of sliding scale. Sliding scale. Yes, you have an educational sliding scale. Yeah. I have a in-the-moment sliding scale. Yes, yours depends <laughs> on what you ate. What'd you eat today, Kate? What did I eat? Were there bananas? Uh, Were there eggs? Y- yes, and yes. Well, speaking of eggs... Okay, that's a transition that I did not expect to make, but it, it does. It know, is apropos. I only know one book that has eggs in it. What's that one book? Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Oh. No, we're doing a different book. Here's the book Humpty we're Dumpty. doing today. Not even close. Boo-da, 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 Jimmy's Boa Ate the Watch. By? Trinka Hakes Noble. Sure. And illustrated by? <laughs> Stephen Kellogg. Yes. Now, have you ever seen this book before? Nope. 
Okay. Interesting. <laughs> is that a sloth? It is. It is. Oh no, it's a not, woman. That is a woman. That is, that is a woman and not a sloth. So already we're up to a fine start. <laughs> it, from here, it looks like a sloth. That's the face of the okay, sloth. Okay, wait. You hold it far away, and I'll try to make. I cannot. I don't know what Rorschach test that's, you're. That's the face of oh, the sloth. Oh, I see it. And those are the claws. Oh, but she looks like a terrifying sloth. Okay, that's really interesting. You're welcome. I can see it now. Now I can't unsee it. Thanks. <laughs> You're Thanks, welcome. Kate. Thanks. Yes. No, this uh, this little book, I like to call it the memento of picture books, uh, if that doesn't give away too much. Does it reference a bunch of books inside of it? No. Oh. No, not that kind of memento. I mean, like the movie memento. Oh, I haven't seen. Perfect. Then your ideal person to read this book. I'm going to hand it to you right here. Oh, it's our first Stephen Kellogg, too, I should say. That's no small thing. Go read that book. Okay. While Kate's doing the read, let's get a little background information on the book. Which is to say there's no background information on the book. I mean, there probably is. If you track down the editor, if you track down the author, if you track down the illustrator, I'm sure they might have gobs of delightful tales about making this book. But since that's not really on record anywhere that I could find, instead... I'm going to give you a little background information on the author herself because, you know, this book came out in 1980. I don't know her that well, so I just wanted to know, hey, what's she been up to? It turns out she's making books, man. That's what she's doing. She's making books. She's been making books for a while. And some of them I've actually heard of. Uh, so you see, she's doing almost entirely all her books with uh, Sleeping Bear Press. Now, Sleeping Bear Press is a small Michigan-based publisher. Uh, and I'm from Michigan, so two thumbs up there. For example, in 2013, she did The Legend of the Jersey Devil with illustrator Gerald Kelly, uh, which has a killer cover. Now, the whole reason she did that is these days, I believe she is actually living in New Jersey. Makes sense. And this coming fall, we're actually going to see a new book from her, A Fist for Joe Lewis and Me, which is going to be illustrated by Nicole Tagdell, and that is also from Sleeping Bear Press. So, you go, Miss Noble. Thank you for making more books. We will look forward to them. And we're back. Hello. 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 Man. Yeah. I just got done with an adventure. Isn't it though? Yeah. Not what you'd expect. That one? No. No. Huh. It's uh, it's a little like, um, you know, like the uh, fly, if you eat a fly and then, what's that, that There song? was an old lady who yeah. swallowed a fly. Yeah. I feel like it's like that. There's always like something continuous. True. Right. Though it. I think the better equivalent would be if it began with the old lady having swallowed a horse and like, well, how did she swallow the horse? Well, the horse came in to eat the cow. <laughs> I've never understood that song. <laughs> like, why would you put a horse in after a cow? It doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Do horses eat cows? We'll never know. It's a mystery. I have a lot of questions about this oh, book. Oh, I bet you do. So this is your first Stephen Kellogg book. The yeah. man likes details. Yeah, he or does. Or at least he used to. Yeah. 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 There's many details, some confusing, some funny. It's it's a adventure. Marvelous. <laughs> well, we're going back in time to 1980. So this is a typical um, classroom, elementary school classroom from 1980. Right. Right. How come the kids don't have backpacks? On a school class trip? They're on the bu they're in the bus. No. They bring these briefcases that have the letters they're they're first initial on the bags. I was going to contest that until I saw that was exactly what it was. Yes. Yeah. You're right. They carry satchels. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy I get to use the word satchel. Yeah. 
You're welcome. Yay. <laughs> it's very Factual. it's very odd to me. Like I've never I'm like what happened to backpacks? Like, like a boa would, if you had a big backpack, you could clearly fit a, I guess he just thought it would be too but unrealistic. everyone has one of these. Maybe it's, it's not just him. Requi- Look, it was 1980. It was a different time. <laughs> also, I remember my favorite satchel growing up. <laughs> it was a carpet bag. And a big B on the front. It did. So they would know it was for me. And who brings a chalkboard to a farm? Well, maybe it was already there. <laughs> No. No, because she's bringing it. No, she, it. she must have... Oh, she's lugging it off the bus? Yeah. Okay, well, that says something about her, then, doesn't it? That's very strange. That is weird. She must have loved PowerPoint when that was invented. <laughs> like, or, I'm just going to bring a laptop. Or when the uh, the overhead, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she just threw it on the side of the barn, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very... So she's got this blackboard. Yeah. Right, and so it starts off with a mother asking her daughter, how was the class trip to the farm? Normal enough. And I'm looking at this mom, and I'm like, okay, she's definitely a single mom, no ring. She's... Wait, that's her left hand. Oh, we're right, left hand. Okay, right? sorry. Isn't I actually glanced at my own left hand, where I'm like, oh, oh yeah. You were, you were those on the left, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's, uh, she's, I was, I thought this was 70s, because I was like, okay, the shoes. Well, no, it's 1980, the... so it is the, it is basically, yeah. I mean, come on, the first year of any decade is essentially the previous decade, so that is essentially the 70s, yeah. Right. And, Though, uh, fair point to the girl's outfit. Much better than any outfit I had in the 1980s. It's just a jumper. Yeah, but it's got stripey, stripey arms. It's a, stripey, it's a striped shirt with a jumper and tights. Yeah. Like, I could see us wearing that as kids. Maybe. Stripes are awesome. And she though. brings a, a little piece of corn home. To prove that she went on the class trip. <laughs> right. Which she gives to her mom and promptly makes herself a sandwich with the happiest bee honey I have ever seen. Is that the name of the honey? No. Happiest bee honey? No, the honey's called red rose honey, but look at that bee. That is the most content, happy, just, he is living his life and loving it, bee. You know, I pray that one day you are we, as happy we, as We bee. find the happiness that this bee is right? finding in that I know this rose. has nothing to do with the story, but yeah. I saw this bee and I'm like, Man. Also, it's doing that thing that they always do with bees in cartoons and in books where the stinger is in the nose yep. and they're sticking it yep. like it's an like it's a butterfly, essentially. Right. Like it's uncurled some <laughs> proboscis. And, We're uh, getting off topic. I'm but... sorry. The bee is interesting. Yes. So... And weird. It's like a mutant bee. So okay. the little girl's making a sandwich and she's like, oh, well, yeah, it was kind of boring until the cow started crying. And her mom's like, What? Why did the cow cry? Just because a haystack fell on her. Meanwhile, the girl is putting on a space outfit. And <laughs> You're not supposed they, to notice that. Do they live in Great Britain? No. No, no. Are no. you sure? What makes you say that? She has the flag of Great Britain on her uh, space suit. It's not the American flag. I can't contest that. That does look like the flag of Great Britain. Right? Are you sure this isn't taking place in, like, a suburb of... London or something? They don't have... I'm just going to say they don't have farms. Suffolk. Maybe they have farms. You think it's Suck? I don't know. Suffolk? I don't know. I'm pretty Co- sure Cotsworth? this is... Is this taking place in Cotsworth? I, I don't think so. It's uh, weird, right? Well, well I'm going to look as you read. I'm going to look for proof of Americanness as you go. So... Um, hopefully someone's going to chaw some tobacco. 
So the haystack fell on the cow. I like that this is speech bubbles whenever it, they're supposed to be talking. The, then the images are in speech bubbles. Yes. But there is no speech in the speech bubbles, just images. Right, the speech is above. Yeah, the speech in is, in, it is separate. It is text as you would have in a picture book. So the uh, haystack fell on the crying cow because the... Well, the cow wasn't crying until the haystack fell on it. Right, yes. and because the farmer accidentally crashed into the haystack with mm. his tractor because he was getting distracted by the pigs that were on the school bus. Correct. Why were there pigs on the school bus? <laughs> Apparently, the pigs were eating the kids' lunches. And again, with the ridiculous lunches <laughs> that you present to me, Ooh. who packs boy. a sugar bowl <laughs> in their lunch, Betsy? Um, who packs a sugar bowl? Do we know for a fact that Francis was not on this bus? This... I don't see any lobster rolls. You know what? Or I'm, beginning to I'm beginning to support your this is in Britain because what kind of school bus is that? Uh, I, I, it's almost like a Volkswagen school bus. Yeah. Why do these kids have plates in their lunch boxes? There's a lot of plates. Half a watermelon. There's a full, huge slice of cake. Uh, yeah, there's yep. a lot of half a and lot pie. of pie. And pie. But it's the sugar bowl that really throws me The sugar bowl's a off. real weird detail. I Not can even quite... see the salt and pepper, though it's going everywhere, as it would in any lunchbox. But... Right, so the pigs yeah. are eating a sugar bowl, apparently. Apparently. And, uh, go, pig, go. And they're eating the kids' lunches because the kids were throwing corn at each other, which is what the pigs were going to eat. They were going to eat that, And I'm yes. looking at this, and I'm like, you got five kids versus three, but the three kids look like they're winning. Because I thought that they were throwing eggs, because that's what they do the look kids like they're throwing. Yeah. But the other side is throwing corn. But if you count how many eggs are, like, on the kids on the three side versus the five side. Oh, they're good aim. Yeah. They got a good arm. Yeah, Those these three, like, I want yeah. on my And corn team. is hard to aim. An egg is somewhat roundish. Uh, corn would hurt, though. Corn would definitely hurt. Corn would really hurt. Like, if, if I got a corn to the eye, I would not be happy camper. Yeah, and how would you throw, like, at just one end, or would you hold it by the middle and throw it? No, I would hold it by the end, and then, and then like, a, go, like, a boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's you what I'd be hoping totally for. hurt someone. Which Seriously. is probably why the teacher is screaming, although she does have a chicken on her head. And she's also got an egg on the front of her dress. She's very bad at disciplining her children right I now. I would Her agree. school children, I should yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, no, no. These kids clearly were just waiting for the moment to let loose. Yeah. Which, who can blame them? Oh, sure. <laughs> but, uh... The teacher lugs a freaking blackboard on a school trip to the farm. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And apparently, so they were throwing corn, and they were because they were out of eggs. And why were they out of eggs? Because of the bone constrictor that good old Jimmy brought. Yeah. Yep. Good on you, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the creepiest, creepiest part of the book. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am. This like now. Just, I can't even look at it anymore because it disturbs me so much. Okay. So look at the kids holding the boa constrictor. Sure. Yeah. It looks like one kid has one too many fingers. Okay, wait a minute. Me, so the teacher is writing two, on the chalkboard. Three, four, five. The one, kids are three, holding, four, the, holding this boa constrictor, and I saw that, and I'm like, nope, nope, that's not right. It's got to be the thumb on the other hand, though none of those look like thumbs. <laughs> they all look like just fingers with a lack of thumb. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Well, also, one of these kids is missing a hand. <laughs> so look, look, look. 
I'm like, oh, well, that clearly that's his hand. But she's got two arms going down. Where's right. her other hand gone? Yeah, I don't... I'm not understanding. I'm not either. What is going on? Did the boa constrictor eat a hand or maybe some fingers? I don't know. I don't know. By the way, this girl is wearing... This in the red dress is wearing uh, the dress that I owned in 1980. So, uh, well done there. And here's what I don't understand. So, a boa constrictor is coming out of Jimmy's bag. Correct. Right? Yes. Okay, I looked it up. A female boa constrictor can weigh between 22 mm-hmm. and 33 pounds. Okay. There is no way a kid can carry that heavy of a boa constrictor. Unlo- I mean, look at how scrawny his arms are. That ain't happening. Ma- mm. Right? How far away from the bus are we? We can't be that far from the bus, right? Uh, it, so well, maybe he just, like, maybe the bus driver lugged all their bags off and just put them down, and this is just where, where they lay. Mm, I don't think so, because if know. you look at... I mean, she is by the blackboard here. She is by the blackboard. So, like, when they Where's first... Where's the first image? So when they work? first get off the bus, he's carrying it... Oh, he is it carrying it. ...to, like, the well, entrance of the Well, then clearly he has some major muscles in those arms. No. He's got the scrawniest arms. There's <laughs> no way he could carry a 33-pound boa constrictor. Well, then there's only one logical explanation, and this is that Jimmy is not human. I'll accept that. Excellent. All right, moving All on. Right, moving on. <laughs> All right, so we... So the kids are, like meeting the bow constrictor and the bow constrictor is meeting all the animals right except sizing them up one might say except the chickens were not a big fan of the bow constrictor and who can blame them i've never seen okay so i'm not exactly like a farm expert Mm. haven't really been on that many farms true but why would a hen house say silence on it because okay I actually have an answer for this question, and it dates back to a board game of my youth. You may not remember this board game. We were given this board game uh, back in the day, and it was a cooperative game where you were all, you had chickens, and you had little really elaborate chicken pieces that you'd move around that I think we co-opted for Monopoly at some point because they were good quality. Were there eggs? There were probably eggs. Yeah. And the goal was you had to keep things quiet because if you didn't keep things quiet the chickens wouldn't lay their eggs but we had this problem with planes that would create a sonic boom which apparently was a huge (laughs) problem in the 1980s as so much so that they had to put into a board game so you had to avoid the sonic booms amongst other loud sounds so anyway the whole point of the game was to keep it quiet because if you didn't keep it quiet the chickens wouldn't lay i have no idea if this is a true or b a huge problem in the 1980s but it seems to connect Okay. So that's my theory. Okay. <laughs> if you, gentle listeners, have another theory as to why you're supposed to be quiet around a hen house, let us know. Please email us at fusekdate at gmail.com. So the hens are freaking out because there's a bow constrictor in there. Mm-hmm. And one of the hens lays an egg on Jenny's head. Poor Jenny. Jenny retaliates because she thought it was Tommy that threw an egg at her. To be fair, Tommy's laughing his full head off at this. Right. Well, yeah. I So think... Tommy deserves... What, unfortunately, doesn't come to him. No, because Marianne gets hit in the face with right. an egg. Tommy, du- Tommy ducks. Tommy's no fool. Right, but yeah. Tommy does get one smashed on his head. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, physically. And, and people are just throwing eggs everywhere at this well, point. Well, once the... The poor boa constrictor is like, get me out of here. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's strangling a chicken on its way well, out. Well, it's so... a smart boa constrictor. It, it needs its lunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. It's a huge boa constrictor. It could eat three of those chickens and not even blink. 
And somehow, like, a, the, a glass broke. Like, the chickens were like, I'm out of here! <laughs> okay, I was not aware the chickens could get enough force could, could break to a break glass. through glass yeah. in a chicken coop. So that's impressive. So then the kids, right, were throwing the eggs, and then they Apparently more up... than one chicken is burst through. There's four broken right? glass panes there. Right. And so, right, so they're throwing the eggs back and mm-hmm. forth, and then they run out of the eggs, and then we get the corn being thrown right. at each other. And then what finally stopped all this throwing of... The poor farmer's produce. Yes. Um. The wa- farmer's wife screaming. Apparently, the must be some impressive scream. The boa constrictor wrapped himself in, in between. I don't think he's eating the laundry. No, I, no, he's not eating the laundry. I think he just has it in his mouth and he's like trying to be cute. <laughs> he's just tremendous. I think he's just trying to find the hole that he can. Stick well, his no, head that's through. not sure. He did eat. Well, we don't oh, know if this is laundry something, though. Something got eaten. This could be the chicken. Yeah, that easily could be the chicken. I mean, I'm not... I didn't do a chicken count. I mean, the book is called Jimmy's Boa Ate the Wash, but I'm pretty sure that's a chicken. Yeah. So it should be called The Day Jimmy's Boa Ate a Chicken. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) But... Because wash would not taste good, and chicken tastes excellent. I love on every page, though, the cats are just loving it. (laughs) Every single page that you can find the cats... The cats are just... They are just... They are highly amused. They are having a good time. These are laughing cats. But I'm pretty sure a teacher cannot threaten school children with a piece of corn. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that would be... It's a highly stressful situation, but I would agree that this is... Well, I have questions about this teacher to begin with. I don't think she's... But All that. Look, like these kids. These kids are running for their freaking lives from this woman. <laughs> She's with so a, crazy. With screaming at them, wielding a cob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they get all on the bus in a hurry, and they leave the bow constrictor behind. Sure. And but it wasn't all bad because there was a pig that was still on the bus, uh-huh. and so Jimmy got to keep the pig. Sure. However, I really think that the incident with the pigs on the bus. Yeah. Aged the bus driver by about 20 years. Oh, really? Well, uh, 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 give me more evidence on so this. So when we first see the bus driver, oh, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a relatively young man. Yeah. I'd say maybe uh, 25. When, when he's kind of, yeah. When yeah, he's, 25. I'm going to go with 25 on that. I would yeah. say even younger than that. Maybe even maybe in his early 20s. It's possible. How old would you say that man is That man is, is 143. <laughs> that man has seen things no man's eyes should see. That man is having a bad day. And that man is not going to throw that pig off the bus because he has fought his war and he lost his war. Maybe he had a fear of pigs before and he's just like, if I say anything, the pig will get me. Uh, trying to see here. Evidence that this is England or not. Uh, that is the side usually you drive on in America. But I don't know if that's the case in England. I have no idea. Well, with buses, maybe it's... Maybe it's different with buses. I don't know. But you got a young Ronald McDonald in the back. <laughs> Well, McDonald doesn't wear glasses. Well, as uh, he got LASIK. Oh, okay. And, uh... Alright, uh, sure. <laughs> the kid keeps... So Jimmy gets to keep the pig. Mm-hmm. And on the very last page, the farmers keep the boa. Yeah. Who is so happy. Yeah. And I'm glad that the boa found a better home. And I'm glad that the pig found a better home. Because I'm pretty sure that pig was going to get eaten. Yeah. So now the pig is safe. In yes, another home. I would agree. The boa is happy. He's even got his own little bed. He does. He, his she's, name she's, is Boa. <laughs> okay, they didn't put a lot of thought into that one. <laughs> nope, but all right. And she's knitting like a super long sweater with little hearts on it. That's adorable. Right. And can I point out something? I have this huge bugaboo that I have in children's books 
with knitting needles. Generally speaking, and this is almost without fail, every great illustrator, when illustrating knitting needles, has them going straight up, like antenna on an old-timey TV. I feel like TV. we discussed this in the uh, Magic Pebble book. That is correct, and I believe they went straight up like antenna on an but old TV. But this is correct. This is correct, though she's holding them super weird. Well, she seems to have a death grip on one. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's well, just sort you of know plunging when you're, like, when you're distracted and yeah, you just like, okay. hold it for a second? She is laughing at the... Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Just the fact he's giving her, like, Maybe she's eyes. laughing at the chicken who's precariously walking towards the tail of the boat. The, the I don't think she's laughing. I think she's talking. I think she's telling a tale. And she's uh, distracted by her own talk. Yeah. So most people... And it's funny, how old is this edition that I grabbed for you? Because almost always, if you grab an edition of this book, it will have a great big reading rainbow sticker on um, its see, cover. I did not see a reading rainbow sticker. No. Now, this is apparently, looking at it, this is the uh, 14th edition of it. But the 14th edition apparently also came out in 1980. So this was a super popular book when it came out. Um, and yes, it... It was a Reading Rainbow book, so they almost always have like a big old Reading Rainbow sticker on there. Hmm. Um, that was the old, that's actually mostly how I knew about the book when I was a kid. Was from that. I will embed that uh, video if I can find it on YouTube uh, on our show notes here. And it didn't win Bupkis when it came to the old ALA awards. Oh, that's not entirely true. It won tons of things, but it didn't win any Caldecats right. or any Newberries. But it did get on the Notables uh, list, so hat tip there. And it won just a slew of other things, like Book List, Editor's Choice, a Reading Rainbow featured book, the American Book Award, whatever the heck that is, the Arizona Young Readers Award, like Junior Library Guild Selection, duh, Scholastic Book Club Selection, duh, and translated into seven languages. Wow. Yeah, so it's been very popular. Yeah. So it had a sequel. Oh. Yeah. It was called Jimmy's Boa Bounces Back. From... 1984. From what? Uh, it's apparently... Technically, <laughs> technically, it's not Jimmy's boa anymore. It is the farmer's boa. Yeah, you would think. But because this book went backwards, perhaps the sequels go backwards. Maybe they show the boa's adventures before it went to the farm and was adopted. Does it? I don't know. You didn't Nobody... You know who else doesn't know? America. Because <laughs> the book came out in 1984. Nobody remembers it. Aw. Yeah. There you go. But wait, there's more. In 1989... There was Jimmy's Boa and the Big Splash Birthday Bash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 2003... Oh, it keeps going, huh? There was Jimmy's Boa and the Bungee Jump Slam Dunk, because bungee jumping was huge in 2003. So was the phrase slam dunk. Yes. Yep. Thanks, yeah. Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the end of, of the Boa's adventures at that Good. point. Yes. Somebody had to put it Wait, rest. Wait, when did the Slam Dunk one come out? 2003. Oh, I heard 1993. No. <laughs> no, they skipped the 90s entirely. They went from 1989, and then just, apparently they were just coasting through the 90s, and then 2003 huh. with the uh, with the Slam Dunk, because obviously the, the fans were demanding right. more Boa. Yeah. We want more Boa. No. They said. Nope. Yeah. Never. So we, I, I don't want to shock you, we're, we're not going to do those sequels on this show. Oh, okay. Uh, ever. <laughs> I'd say. Ever. And here's the thing. I tried to find, like, all the background information, all the details, all the stuff on that, on the book. There's, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nada. I don't know how this book has all of a sudden given you a southern accent, but it's quite... Really, has it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a farm. Nothing. nothing. I hadn't gotten nothing. Us anything. Just anything. nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Y'all. Not gonna read the book. Not, gonna, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. 
Ah, uh, that's more. Isn't that George W. Bush? Wouldn't no, be prudent. Edward, wouldn't be, oh, that was his father. George yeah. Bush. Okay, I see. Now I do believe it is one of the more inventive picture books out there because it does tell its story backwards in yes. a very fun way. I think well, this would be good for assignments. I don't know if it's completely backwards. It's, it's not because you. Yeah, it does side, and then it goes forwards again because yeah. it goes to the moment when the boa comes out of the bag, and then it starts going forward again. With the throwing of the eggs. So you're kind of right. caught up. But it's, for a long time there. And then the corn. But then it gets sidetracked to talk about the wife. Yeah. And so it doesn't... It, well, but it does for half of it, at least, I'd say. It goes backwards. And then it reverses course and goes forward. I feel like the wife is the sidetrack because at that point, like, the teacher's trying to get all the kids on the bus. Right. So, like, while the wife screaming is happening, mm-hmm. all the kids are getting on the bus, and then the bus goes away with the pig. Right. It's... So the and wife is the inciting incident. No, it's not. <laughs> not uh, even close. It, it, it was a little, so it was a little confusing. Like, cause I tried going from the last page to the first, and you really can't because it, it does like no. stop, go, turn, go back. Okay, yeah. now go for it. Yeah, it's no. It's it's a strange way to write a picture book, but I think because it's written this way, it's more memorable because you don't really see. I've never seen another book try to do this, hmm. where. Kid comes in and gives a piece of information. You have to, though it is very accurate, uh, to talking to kids. Like, what happened today? Oh, this random thing happened. Why did that thing happen? Oh, because this other thing happened. Why did that thing happen? Like, is you know. So I think this must be based on a true story, if nothing else. <laughs> so somewhere out there, there's a real boa that ate that, a chicken. That ate a chicken and lives <laughs> and lives with a farmer and his wife. Okay. On an old-fashioned farm, in Suffolk. Right. <laughs> Uh, ratings time. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I like the details of the illustrations. Love Stephen Kellogg. It kept me interested the entire time. Sure did. Those creepy fingers, I can't get them out of my head. Okay, that's a weird thing to bring up, but <laughs> keep going. Um, I like, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting book. Well, sure. I'm not gonna give it a ten. No. I'm not gonna give it a five. No. I would give it a six. I what? Yeah. I was gonna give it a four. Why? Isn't that weird? I do like it a lot. It's interesting. I yeah. feel like this could really keep a kid's attention. Like and and you could read it. In Tell a, you what. I'll meet you halfway. Four point five. No, five is the halfway point. No, that's that's not how I, I said count. six, and you said four. I'm, so I'm negotiating here. No. Yeah, I'll meet you at five. This can be a right right down the line. You talked me into it. I'm a five. I'm a strong middle of the nothing. I knew that sloth would get you. Yeah, that's not what did it uh, (laughs) at all. But yes, I'm a five. I'm a five because I don't, I don't, I haven't anything against this book. Um, I really think it's inventive. I I just don't know if it's like the strongest book I've ever seen in my own freaking life. But yeah, what the heck? Let's make it a classic. It's a it's, it's a, a toe just, over the line. Just barely classic. Just very classic. Woohoo! Oh, lovely. And speaking of lovely, I have some lovely letters. Ooh. Lovely, lovely letters. Now, uh, going back to our last episode, which was about Dr. DeSoto. Yes, um. By William Steig. Sure. And apparently no one in the history of the world has ever noticed the fact that Dr. DeSoto is D-D-S. I've yet to hear from anybody who has said, yeah, I knew that. We all know that. I'm sorry, you only just noticed that? Hmm. No, you are the first person in history, so you get a cookie. 
I get a cookie? Not now. You're on the whole 30, but someday you'll get a cookie. Dang it. And when you do, you'll really enjoy it. Ugh. Right? I could make you a banana. No, I can't because nope. there's sugar in it. Yeah. I could mash and you a wow. banana and shape it into a cookie <laughs> shape and just dot it with what Thanks. can you eat? Uh, bacon? Just move on. All right. See. From Cecilia. Uh, she sent us an image. It's on the old Instagram if y'all want to see it. It is an image of none other than Dr. DeSoto, the stuffed version himself. And isn't he just the sweetest That's thing? That's so cute. Isn't he cute? With a scary, scary, gigantic tooth. He has a gigantic him. tooth, but I, I'm kind of grateful that they didn't just, like, make the bottom half all red with fake felty blood. Well, that would have um, been easy. Maybe, it been maybe that's like a sock part, you know, that you can yeah. just like put it on and take it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody tooth? Not a bloody, bloody tooth. tooth. Bloody tooth? Not a bloody tooth. I cleaned it. I didn't clean it. I cleaned it. I didn't clean it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Jen and Sarah both agreed on a point that you pointed out, something I had not noticed. The open flame mm-hmm. on... So you have the cover of Dr. DeSoto. You have the mouse. He's posing there with all his dental equipment. And an open flame. Yep. So I was thinking, well, maybe that was common. Maybe in the 1980s, you often had an open flame. I I don't know. I was young. What would you have the open flame for? Well, here's the thing. Sarah wrote and said, I worked for a dentist in the 80s, and nothing in this illustration is even close. (laughs) I guess Stein was reaching back to memories of his youth. Scroll down for a pic of a 1935 dentist's office. And then she includes like a little link to... uh, to that. And so this is entirely possible. Was there an open flame in that picture? I did not see one, but uh, I could. I, maybe I need to blow it up a little more. I just don't understand the point of it. Well, maybe it's to sterilize the equipment. Maybe, but then that would mean it would be super hot. Yep. And then you're, you got and a hot you, thing. And then you're putting it in someone's out. mouth. Yeah. Why are people afraid of dentists? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, Jen concurred. She said, I don't recall an open flame in the 60s, 70s, 80s. I do recall a lot of cold metal instruments and the awful taste of those wax mouth forms and that grape fluoride liquid. Okay, this is the problem with taking comments from Instagram because then you get people's usernames and sometimes they're a little wacky. Uh, Claire Bobrow. Claire Bobrow. Claire Bobrow. Claire Bobrow said, This book is one of my all-time faves, along with Shrek. Frank U. Berry Mush. I am so mad that I, we didn't point out the Frank U. Berry Mush. I have no idea what you're talking about. When the fox's teeth are glued together in Dr. DeSoto, he can't talk. So mm-hmm. when he's leaving, he says, Frank U. Berry Mush. Uh-huh. And it's written down as Frank U. Berry Mush. Uh-huh. I rather love that. Oh. I just think it's cute. Okay. I think it's neat. <laughs> okay. I think it's keen. All right. Peachy keen. Alrighty. Oh, and then our last letter... Actually, is a letter basically like a physical letter? Well, so recently on my blog, I reviewed this book, "Let's Have a Dog Party." Oh yeah, by listener Michaela Prevost. Uh huh. And she was grateful, apparently, and uh, and created Whoa. this artwork. What? Now this artwork, as you can see, it is. You are physically handing I'm me. I'm physically handing you a actual painting. That has been created. It is an image of a boy reproducing the very lunch that Francis would have had in Bread and Jam for Francis. It has, if you will please note, the tiny barrel-shaped 
pepper, pepper grinder. Pepper grinder. It's got the violets in the vase. It's, it's got a cardboard salt shaker. It's got the... The uh, doily. The basket of cherries. Yep, a little basket of cherries. And she included um, the father's uh, spaghetti and meatballs and the cheese yeah, plate. Yeah, no, the level of detail... And also, uh, note his shirt is that striped purple that yeah, we were complimenting like, uh, so much. Was Albert, was that the boy's name? We're going to say yes, because I was trying to remember what his name was, too. <laughs> I think it was Albert. Albert sounds right, actually, though. Yeah. And it was his shorts that matched yeah. the, uh, this boy's So you've got this boy eating this. That is so Clearly, cool. he is uh, an Epicurean, uh, you know, has Man, fine taste. I wish taste. I could draw. This is so cool. Isn't she amazing? She is so good. By the way, folks, uh, if you haven't already heard about it, Let's Have a Dog Party is one of my favorite picture books already of 2019, and I'm not saying that because she made me some art, though it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, but it is, uh, and it was actually in the book. So I opened up the book, and this was just sitting in there. She also gave me a letter. But uh, that's on the Instagram if you guys want to see it, and you should see it because it's beautiful. Yeah, our, fuse, our Instagram handle is fuse number eight. Kate. So F-U-S-E 8 Kate. Sounds like correct. the fuse ate me. Was I tasty? <laughs> uh, I never even thought of that before. And I love that joke with the 789. Oh, uh, 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 well, that's okay. <laughs> Grown-up things we like! Oh, yes. You, you got a thing? I have three things Whoa! that I'm combining into one. Okay. The, Should I go first or second? Um, I'll go first. I'll okay, you quick. go first. Mine's lame, so I'll go second. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, I'm combining three things into one. Apps. It's all about game apps. So I always talk about board games. Yeah. But you can play games on your tablet, on your phone. What? Yeah. Since so, when? And you can even play board games that they turned into apps. But where's the board? So my three, my top three right now, because they will always change. Uh, right now is Pandemic. Oh, really? The oh. app. Yeah, I didn't know there was an app for that. Yeah. Oh. Ticket to Ride. Wow, okay. Also, also an app. All right. And Fallout Shelter. So Fallout is a video game, mm -hmm. but they've made an app called Fallout Shelter, and it's pretty much like Sims, where you like oh. control people and like mm -hmm. what they do and, and how happy they are and that sort of thing. So I get full pleasure of that. Ticket to Ride um, is a game where you have to connect cities by train, mm -hmm. and if you do, you play by yourself or do you, you play can, against others? You can play by yourself. If you play it with others, you have to pass your tablet around. Oh, so oh. keep that in mind. Yeah, all right. Right. So three apps, three games. Ticket to Ride. You can play with one other person and pass the tablet back and forth. Mm -hmm. Follow Shelter. Play by yourself. Mm -hmm. Pandemic. Play with a bunch of people. You try and rid the world of diseases, and you may or may not succeed. You probably won't. The end. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's neat. Yeah. We haven't done that before. There you go. Very Something cool. new. All right. Mine's, mine's just a movie. Uh, recently, I was in New York City. Mm -hmm. I came back at night. I was between two dudes, and a, it was that point where you can't open your laptop and type on it yet, uh, <laughs> and it was all dark. In the plane. You could have turned the light on. I could have turned the light on, but I felt like it would disturb people because they had not turned on their lights and they were watching movies. And you know so, you can turn the light on no matter what, yeah, right? Yeah, I know, I know. You it's own just, that it light. It just felt like that own jerk. Light. Let's see. I was like, I'm going to keep all of you awake if you want to sleep. Ha ha ha, I want to read a children's book. Um, <laughs> so instead, I looked over the shoulder of the guy in front of me. He was walking, watching the movie Black Klansman. And I was like, yeah, I got the movie at home. So I kind of ruined the film for myself, which is good because I prefer films when I can ruin them for myself. 
and got home and watched it, and it was really super good. I enjoyed it very much. Um, people who don't care for Spike Lee will not care for this. Uh, it's very, very Spike Lee-ish, but it is a drama, but it has funny parts. The acting is fantastic. And it's about a black man who infiltrates the KKK, right? Yes, yes. Based on a true story. Based on a book, in fact, by the oh. same name. Uh, and great performances. Just all around fun. Great music. Loved it. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. This was a very animal-centric book. Yeah, lots of eggs, too. Eggs and corn and chickens and a bow constrictor and pigs and so, a sloth and just so much going on. So, like, Whole30 compliant? Eh? Eh? Uh, Do you eat much sloth? It. Yeah. There you go. I, Wonderful. Is, is sloth... I suppose sloth would be okay. Excellent! That's disgusting. We'll go cook ourselves up a pancake of sloth and see you guys next time. Sloth and baby octopus. Here we come. I'm in Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kind, and our Elvis minister is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.